Well, well, here we are. Hello. Swatch. Swatch. New McDLT. Face it. You're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you know. Pontiac Fiero. Now, only $8.99 at Jakey's. He slimed me. I want my MTV. Bueller. And what they gonna do? Identity has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. At least the best that we remember it. Guys, this is a first. Poor Debbie has been subject to mine and Matt's rantings, and we, you know we pick on her like she's our little sister for you know the last couple years or so, and she's like, I'm coming back with reinforcements. So this week, we got some rock stars. So um, we've got Tammy and Misty that are here. Misty is Snowball's wife. And I am. That's my claim to fame. That, that's all I got. That's all you got. I'm sorry. And, and Tammy is a world-renowned author. Woo! I like that, world-renowned. Yeah. So, good. so what we're going to do here, we got some cool things. So last week we did the song Toolbox. You know, every good mechanic needs a, a good set of tools. So we have uh, decided, you know, we're going to get a women's point of view, women's version of, you know, your opinions. Like, what, what do these categories look like to you? But before we do that, we're going to do a little thing we like to call 80s Rewind. We're going to go around the, the horn here and talk about something having to do with the 1980s that you experienced this week, whether it's a movie or a book or a TV show, music, whatever. And um, we're going to start with Misty. Yeah. So, ladies, have you noticed that um, in the stores um, we have sleeves again like these big puffy sleeves and it's all coming back like these fringe sleeves and puff sleeves and then then down here on your forearm it's real tight and um i'm like man i wish i just would have saved some of that stuff as if i would fit in it right so yeah so as i I was walking around and shopping a little bit this week i'm looking at these fashions and i'm like that is quintessential 1980s and I'm just loving it right because everybody thinks it's brand new (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty funny I love to see the kids reactions when you say oh we used to wear stuff like that all the time it was cool it was cool you're right (laughs) I'm waiting for the shoulder pads you know like the big ones where it looks like you're a linebacker you know and yeah so if we can get that back in that would be awesome (laughs) Debbie, what about you? Oh, you know, I think I went down the movie rabbit hole this week because in the last week I have watched Uncle Buck, The Great Outdoors, and Overboard with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. So I've been in the 80s movie genre this week. Classic. Uncle Buck's been playing a ton, hasn't it? (laughs) It has. And I had set the DVR up to record all three of these. So I was catching up with things that I'd recorded. It's been fun. We we were talking a few months ago on the podcast about you know the the best comic actor of the eighties and Snowball mm-hmm. actually picked John Candy as so as good, so so good yeah we actually Very just good. sat and rewatched Uncle Buck as well so 
Good stuff. Tammy, what about you? Well, I got to see a local 80s band called the Spasmatics on Saturday night. Debbie, maybe you've seen them. I don't know. I have not. But they play they play all over the Austin, San Antonio area. And they happen to play after a local baseball game. So we took our friend from Turkey there to his very first baseball game and then rocked out at the concert. They are fabulous. They're, they're, everybody's so talented, but that lead singer can wail like nothing. They actually broke out into some Led Zeppelin. And wow. you posted it. that. That was very good. Yeah. And they usually do a lot of new wave and then a few just standard hits, Living on a Prayer and things that you would you would want to hear Jesse's girl and in honor of Rick Springfield's birthday. Um, but yeah, they're awesome. And I got to rock out and it was a total blast. Well, I will have to look them up. You bet. Very good. Uh, for me, it's, it's sort of a two prong. Um, be, I will sit and try to find every 80s movie ever made. Good, bad, or ugly, I try to watch them. So there's one that I'd watched. I'm, I'm certain that I watched it when it was out, but probably not since. And I found out why. Uh, out of Bounds, starring Anthony Michael Hall, was made mm-hmm. in 1986. And he is the only person, I promise you, I'm, I'm kind of a movie buff. He is the only person I even recognized in that movie, except for there was like a, a jerk, kind of a bad guy who kind of looked familiar, but I looked on IMDb and and I don't think he's who I thought he was. So, <laughs> bad movie. If you want to check it off the 80s list, do it. But what the cool thing about the movie, the one thing that was worth the hour and a half movie time for was the closing theme. So I'm sitting there, the song comes on, I'm like, well, the song sounds good, because the rest of the, the songs were kind of stupid in the movie. It's like, the song sounds good. And they started singing, I'm like, huh, sounds like Night Ranger. I like Night Ranger. Why haven't I heard this song? So I Shazam it. Nothing comes up. What in the world? So I wait until the, the, you know how the credits are at the end of the credits is where they show the movie, the soundtrack stuff. And it's it's called Wild and Innocent Youth by Night Ranger. You're thinking, mm-hmm. wow. Cause I, like, I, and I check my, my hard drive has got like uh, 300,000 songs on it. it not there. It's not anywhere. Holy crap. So I find it on YouTube. And of course I had to rip it and download it. And it is a, I mean, it just pounds like the eighties. So I wanted to post it on the page, but I thought I'd wait till this moment. And then, you know, I'll, I'll post it maybe next week sometime. But if you want to hear part of it, you have to wait to the very end of the podcast today. That'll be our <laughs> So, yes, you have been coerced into listening to the entire podcast. That's the teaser. Night Ranger's awesome, so I can't wait to hear it. Oh, I can't either. I've, I've seen them in concert a few times, and they just, yeah. they're just amazing. They just, they ring the, the rag dry of 80s-ness. I'm like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. awesome. Very good. So good. Okay, so that is our 80s Rewind Moments. Um, hang in here real quick. We'll be right back, and we'll get on with our 80s song toolbox. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Uh, Like we discussed, we are going to go through here. We've got several topics. We're going to get the ladies' take on what their 
what songs they would choose in these topics, and you'll, you'll, you'll get it after we get going here. But one thing I didn't do, I didn't properly introduce um, Tammy, and I, I want to... So tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and we'll, we'll go from there. Oh, thanks, Rob. So um, I'm Tammy Dever. I am actually a book designer and author coach, uh, working from my very retro-themed office in Austin, Texas. Uh, and after my day job, I turn into author of 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s music quiz books. Um, and then at some point, you know, I pay attention to my family too, because I do love them. <laughs> and I subject them to all the questions that I'm writing for my books and my, especially our 11 year old daughter who helped me write these. She's my mm. little 80s girl. So that's what I love to do. I design 80s t-shirts and I just kind of live the retro life and keep telling my friends when I'm old and senile and think that I really am in the 80s. Do not tell me any differently. Because <laughs> to really think that you're there would be awesome. I agree. I wouldn't want to be reminded that I'm not. That's that's great. Yep. All right. So we're going to go around around the horn again here and we're going to, well, Tamara, you're our, you're our, I, I get, well, I don't know, Misty. Well, Misty did make an appearance once upon a time when we did the, uh, the podcast, but Misty and Debbie were both for the first time on, you know, where you hung out at in the eighties. So, so Tamara, Tammy, I, I keep wanting to call you your proper name, Tammy, we're going to start off with you. Um, you're in a band too, right? You didn't even talk about that. Oh, that's right. Um, kind of. So I'm currently the oldest student at our local School of Rock. The School of Rock has locations all over the world, and they mostly teach kids um, a little bit differently than the movie. <laughs> but uh, a year ago, I started out as a, as a member of the adult band, and I play keyboard. Uh, so I've been there a year. I'm having a ball. We play a lot of different music. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of living my bucket list dream. Cool. So let me ask you a question. This, is, this will be off topic. When you guys are playing, what's the one song that you just cannot wait to play above all others? Oh, Separate Ways by Journey. <sighs> oh, and That's yeah. how I react to I'm like, oh, we have to play this today. We have to play this today. I love it. I get to so, see back up. I get to crank on the keys. I, oh, it's so uh, good. It's, it's one of the coolest <laughs> keyboard uh, songs of, of the whole decade. I mean, of all time. Let's just let's just say it. Of all time. And um, did, did you like what they did with the Stranger Things uh, with Separate Ways? Did you, Have you heard that? So strangely enough, I usually hate when people mess with the original song, but I think they did a fabulous job with that version of it. It was It was genius. I always like I, agree. I always like hearing cover tunes, and and a lot of times I like them. You know, you can't compare them to the originals, but when when a band reworks their old song, like when Eric Clapton did Layla and the Police uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me, oh, it's like wow, it's just reimagined. Like their own music reimagined is really cool. And when Separate Ways came out and they did that, I'm a big Stranger Things fan anyway. But uh, when that happened, I'm like. <gasps> I was like a little kid. I'm like, this is just so great. So anyhow, enough of me. 
can I just say something about Stranger Things? So I like I didn't want to watch it for the longest time. And then uh, we've had a crazy summer. I've had to spend a lot of time down at my dad's house in Georgia. And um, I binge watched Stranger Things. And it was so amazing. And it was so authentic to the 80s. I could not love it enough. And I was just like, Mike, you've got to watch this. you got to be a part of this. I mean, I was like texting everybody. you got to watch Stranger Things because they nailed it. Like they got the hair, they got the clothes, they got the music, they got the vibe. I mean, it was so, it's just classic. That, the that, best I've ever seen. That shopping mall. Oh, I know. And it's in Atlanta. It's somewhere in Georgia, I think. Mike told me that. Did you tell him that? That felt more 80s than the Ridgemont Mall <laughs> to me. So cool. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. And the skating rink was awesome, too. Tammy, your favorite karaoke or sing-along song? All right. Let me preface everything by my favorite could change in five minutes. It'll probably change tomorrow for many of these. So this has been a really difficult task to pick like one thing. Like your favorite, um, right? We already mentioned separate ways. I mean, that's cool. But I have to go with Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm singing that song. It was on, it's the first track on my K-Tel Dimensions album from 1981. Like, I I used to play it all the time. I can sing it. I can sing the, the, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my go-to. I have to do a special shout out here to my friend Maria. She's in Canada. She has every K-Tel album ever made. Oh, wow. that's impressive. And so when you're talking dimensions, she could probably give you the entire track list right now and, and impress us all. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's it is it is truly something to behold. She took a picture of all the album covers one time. And I'm like, holy wow. crap, this is great. So, but yeah, Queen I of only own one. Yes. You only own one? Which one? <laughs> I only own one. Have? Night flight. Night flight. I had a couple of them. I can't remember their names, but like when I see them now, I'm like, oh, I remember those. So, yeah. okay, uh, let's see. Let's go to Misty. Yeah. So it, this is my favorite karaoke or sing along, right? Well, I am just a small town girl living in a lonely world. Just a small town girl living in a I'm just all about Journey. I'm all about Steve Perry. And it just doesn't get better than that. You know, I just, I won't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I'm just wanting you to know that right now. <laughs> that is awesome. So last, just... last week on the podcast, you know, we, we Zoomed it. And we, we did the 80s Rewind. And Snowball pulls up this... This Steve Perry O'Sherry era pin with a hat and puts it up to the camera. That's mine. That's my Steve Perry pin. Well, <laughs> he definitely made it clear that it was not his. <laughs> it was mine. That's my Steve Perry pin. And I want to go put it on my jeans jacket, but my kids won't let me out of the house with it. So, <laughs> oh, Misty, you have to put that you on your jacket. It's, it's, it's a classic. Yeah, it is a classic. <laughs> That's awesome. Debbie, I know you like. Yeah, 
You know, I had Don't Stop Believing by Journey, but if I had to go for a number two, maybe Jesse's Girl. If I had to choose a second, because that one I would know all the words to, so I could probably belt it out. Mm-hmm. So, so probably that one. But I did have an interesting fact on Don't Stop Believing that I thought was funny. Um, Kane came up with the song's title from something his father told him when he was a struggling musician in Los Angeles. He was unsuccessful and ready to give up. And each time he'd call home telling his father that he was going to quit and come home, his father would tell him, don't stop believing or you're done, dude. And so that is how that song was born. That is a little bit of history there. (laughs) I I believe it's still the number one all-time downloaded song on iTunes. Take that, kids. Didn't it get like Mm -hmm. a resurgence and went on, um, what was that? Uh, I I didn't watch it. What was that show? Glee. um, Glee, yeah. Yeah. And I think Sopranos too, correct? Sopranos did too. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. The closing moments of the last episode uh, when when that did when that happened it charted like it mm-hmm. up into the top ten somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nuts. In this year in twenty two, it was selected by the Library in Congress um, as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Wow! Great. Well yeah. done, Steve Perry. Well done. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done. Okay, our next one. We'll start with Misty this time. Life reflection song. So I know you guys are going to make fun of me, though, but, um, you know, like the the Kate Bush song, right? (laughs) I mean, I love that song back in the day, and I love it so much, the resurgence of it. But um, it's just so true. And I I just I love that. I think that is just a great. um, Yeah. And I've seen so many people say, like, they didn't even remember that song back in the day. And I'm like, how could you not have known that? I guess it was kind of on the fringe, maybe a little bit. Um, but like running up that hill, you know, I love it. Right. And that's, that's kind of how life, life is. And, um, it's okay. I gotta tell you as a connoisseur of all that is eighties, you just made my heart happy right now that you knew it back then. I know. I was like, man, okay. Like, all right, I got that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Debbie? Um, I chose I Want to Go Back by Eddie Money because Mm. it was just very nostalgic for me, kind of thinking back to the old days. And, you know, you want to go back, but yet you don't want to relive some of the things that you lived through in your youth, but yet you have fond memories of it. So that for me was a great reflection song. Mm In fact, if I made an 80s movie about my life, I call it I Want to Go Back. (laughs) (laughs) Tammy, what about you? Mine, we've got a theme going here. Mine is Stone in Love by Journey. Like, oh, it's so good. So good. You have to turn it up. The lyrics bring back those free days of your youth when Mm -hmm. you're 
not worried about anything except maybe whether your crush saw you and smiled at you and, <laughs> and the harmonies and the driving guitar are so good and yeah that one really takes me back um i had a close second which is friends by michael w smith oh i love it that was our senior camp, was song yeah. at our graduation oh nice so that takes me like immediately back to that that's cool did you go to a christian school i didn't Oh, wow. That's even more, that. more cool. Yeah. So Stone in Love is my favorite Journey song. And I've often said that's my favorite 80s song is that one. I just, yeah. I love, love, love that song. Like from that opening guitar. I'm just, it's just, it's the perfect song as far as I'm concerned. So I, you guys, those were all three. Like I love all three of those songs. I could listen to any of them right now and not you know there's some songs on the radio they'll come and you, you know you might just turn there's other ones that make you sit in the car till it's over all through mm -hmm. the notes, I would <laughs> yes. yes this is one of those i will not get out of the car till it's done oh heck no <laughs> if not you've got to turn in your 80s fan club pin <laughs> all right so moving along and we'll start with um start with debbie this time your favorite song by a hair band. Favorite song by a hair band is Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Any any memory tied to it or just love it? You know, I think I was I was in college at the time and I just remember driving from the dorm to the gym on campus with I think every single window of the car down and the radio turned up about as loud as you could do it without blowing the speakers. And I had a rear amp in the car, so it was nice and loud. So that's my memory was just driving to the gym with that song playing. So that's good stuff. Yep. Cool. 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 Uh, Misty. So I would have to say, I have to be honest with you when the hair bands came out, um, I tuned out, um, I just cannot do the hair bands. I know Mike says there's something wrong with me. I'm missing a gene and an eighties gene in that. Um, when they started to come out in the later eighties, I just was like, Oh my goodness. Can't, can't do it. But I do remember having uh, a Def Leppard uh, cassette tape as well as Def Leppard and quiet riot. So, I guess, come on, feel the noise. I guess if they were, you know, considered a hair band, but I, I tell you, I, um, I really, by the time we got to like great white and some of those and white snake and stuff, I, I was like, mm -mm, no, not happening. <laughs> not happening. I dove completely into classic rock, you know, went, uh, tuned in all the uh, Cleveland classic rock stations and nope, can't do it. Still can't do it. <laughs> You were right. You are missing an 80s jeans somewhere. Yeah, I just couldn't. I'm like, you know, men should not use that much hairspray. I'm just, call me a traditionalist. I don't know. But <laughs> if you're a man and your hair is higher than mine, no, can't do it. Okay, fancy Nazarene. <laughs> I wasn't even Nazarene back then. I know, right? So Your opinion has morphed over the years into this judgy person that just, i guess well i felt pretty strongly about that and, and my husband knows that he's like he's like i'm not sure like i'm not sure i told him i'm not sure that i can um continue to date you because you like big time wrestling and he's like i'm not sure i can date you because you don't like hair bands so apparently we figured it out right but yeah 
<laughs> that is great. That, <laughs> but yeah, come on, feel the noise. Very righteous pick. Good job, Tammy. How about you? So Misty, I can relate because back when we were in the eighties, I didn't like any of this hard rock stuff. I couldn't stand it. I was into everything else. Uh, now though, I really like most of it. There's a local band called the Hair Metal Giants that do all this stuff and they are fabulous and they dress up in the gear. Like I love to go see them. Um, and so my pick for this is Bringing on the Heartbreak by Def Leppard. See, that is a Def Leppard was the only caveat, like really, like, you know, a little bit of Quiet Right and Def Leppard because Def Leppard, yeah, they, they weren't really those. Yeah. 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 And I struggled because I was like, I don't know if I want to pin them as a hair band, but they oh, had big hair. They did and like Rock of Ages. Yeah. Like that's a on the fringe of it, but man, that is one heck of an awesome song and man, yeah. and their harmonies are so good and there's so much power behind it. And oh yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I can't remember who it was last night. It might've been Mike had, had, uh, called Van Halen a hair band and the rest of us just piled up. <laughs> right now they are not a hair band. They're a rock band. So, yeah, I wouldn't consider Van Halen. No, yeah. Not at all. Stuff. But somebody yeah. else mentioned Metallica in that. And they're oh, all no. Band, so yeah. they, they didn't get hammered because we're all you know big Van Halen fans. So So it's like poison, like those guys. Bon Jovi, well, it, I mean, you can't come from the 80s and not just love John Bon Jovi. I mean, really, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and he remember he like he was, a, he, you know, original with like, you know, runaway, little runaway like that's that's kind of. Yeah, see, that's that's real. That's the real deal. So it's not like these poison guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, next, and we're going to stick with, with Tammy again. You haven't gone first in a while. Favorite song by a rap or hip-hop artist? This is hilarious because I'm not a rap fan. I'm not a hip-hop fan. I'm not a pose. It's just not my thing. So um, hip-hop and rap fans are going to laugh at my answer, and I really don't care because I like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, and I like parents just don't understand. It's fun. <laughs> So that's my choice. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. I would not make fun of you for that pick. That's a good one. That's a blast. I love to drink it up. And, um, you know, Buster Move is pretty dang good too, young MC. But uh, I really love DJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Come on. Nice. So there you go. And Debbie. You know, I, I'm the same as Tammy. I was not huge into rap and hip hop. I think because it came up towards the later 80s. I was still doing dance music and new wave at that point. Um, so I, I Googled to find out, okay, what was the list of songs that came out that were rap towards the end of the 80s? And I kind of went through the list. And the one that stuck out to me was Fight the Power by Public Enemy. I did like that one. Yeah, I'm not the biggest rap hip hop fan either. 
especially back then, I just, I didn't really get it. Uh, years later now, just because I, not only am I a, a fan of music, but I'm also a, like, you know, Tammy can relate here. I'm a, I'm a fan of pop culture, of that whole retro. Like, I love finding things that maybe I missed the first time around. And so I'll go back to the really early 80s, like um, Curtis Blow or early run DMC, stuff like that, and go, wow, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like, not a steady diet, you know. I would rather listen to, you know, Van Halen or U2 or The Police. Or these are my bands. But uh, you know what? I, I won't turn them off all the time. Sometime I'll leave. Yeah. Now, if you ask me which rap song could I sing most of the words to back in the 80s, it would have been Wham Rap, but that doesn't qualify because that was not a rap, rap artist. <laughs> you guys can't see. Tammy just threw her head back like, yes, I found my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Missy, what about you? Yeah, so um, I agree with Debbie. Um, when rap became really popular in the late 80s, again, um, you know, no hair bands, uh, no rap. But I remember listening uh, to the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. On my girlfriend's uh, G98 out of Cleveland. And I had never heard that before. And I thought it was just the best thing. And it was one of those huge console stereos, right? Where you've got the record player and that, and it looks like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like this ginormous piece of furniture. And I remember hearing that and I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. What is that? Cause I'd never heard it before. Um, so yeah, like old, old school run DMC and um, yeah, Sugar Hill gang. So. So I, I've got a fun story about that song. So I was at a church retreat. I had to have been in the eighth grade when that song came out. And we're just, we're on a hike. And this kid was on the hike. And he was, he was reciting every word to Rapper's Delight. Now, prior to this, I had never heard it at all. No idea. And he's like doing this. I'm just like, what in the world? Oh, it's a song. Now... <laughs> Granted, he could have had most of the words wrong. I have no idea, but he got, you know, the hip hop, hippity hop, hotel, motel, holiday, and that whole thing. I'm like, holy cow. So finally, I got to hear it later. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you missed it. I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> so it was just something I never heard before. <laughs> so cool. Yes. Okay. Debbie, you get to lead this one. This is, this is your, this is right up your alley, which, by the way, Debbie, thank you for the last couple weeks of doing the whole use movies. I am almost ashamed and embarrassed, but certainly jealous that I didn't think to do two weeks on John Hughes on the songs of the day for the, the Facebook page. So, uh, which segues right into our next topic of favorite song by a new wave act. Favorite song by a new wave act. My number one would have to be Hold Back the Rain by Duran Duran. Yeah, but you should see her list. It's like a billion songs long. This is her thing. 
<laughs> I have three on it. Yeah, the second would be Round and Round by New Order. And the third was Come Home With Me Baby by Dead or Alive. Cause I was a huge Dead or Alive fan. I, I even in the 90s was going into import record stores looking for their albums since they were no longer releasing in the U.S. but were still releasing in Europe. So Misty's like, I didn't know that was such a thing. I had no idea. Yeah. I used to, I used to <laughs> special order records at my local record store all the time. And they would look at me like, kid, how do you even know this stupid stuff? And a lot of times I would order stuff that I didn't hadn't heard before. Like I, I tried forever to get an Adam and the Ants album and, and on, on an import. And like they couldn't find it. Finally found it at a record show. I'm like, oh, it's like record ecstasy. Yeah. For me. Like, oh, so. And all those albums that I struggled to find, you know, in an import stores, I can now find them on Spotify with zero work. <laughs> Type it in. There it is. Exactly. Or even so, Debbie, I saw your list and I'm like, I know these bands. Do I know these songs? And I, so I go to listen to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know all these songs. These are awesome. I just had no idea what they were called. <laughs> I grew up in a really small town and we didn't get new wave when it first, when it was new. <laughs> We didn't either where I grew up. Yeah. So, uh, but oh man, these are good, good choices. Yeah. Thank you. I remember when, when MTV first came out, I was exposed to these bands. Cause I, I used to, I used to subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine in the very back of the magazine. They'd have the college radio charts. You see all these bands and, and, and they'd have like the British charts and you get to see some of the stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I could hear that. And MTV came out. It's mm-hmm. like, I never, it was probably two years before I got off the couch. First time I heard New Order was going down the hall to a friend's room in my dorm. And I went to ask her a question about assignment. She opened the door and I heard the song. And I was immediately in the room saying, who is this and what is this? So, yeah, you find things out like that from other people. Misty. Yeah. So, um, so Adam and, yeah, I have that record downstairs. Um, yeah, I still have it. Right. And it's so cool. I, I love the goody two shoes song. That's what it is. You know, and uh, don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? I loved Adam Ant. I loved the whole idea of like, you know, that they were from London or from England, like that was the coolest thing ever. And the only reason I knew anything about it is because uh, my friend, my girlfriend, Carrie had MTV, uh, which we did not have in our house, um, not for any um, like religious conviction or anything, but uh, my parents were like, that's just too stupid and we won't pay money for that. So (laughs) my parents too. Yes. I had to go to my neighbor's house. Yeah. So babysitting was, um, you know, people for that had cable so I could watch them TV. Um, but probably my second pick, it, it would be um, Melt With You by Modern English. Love that song. Oh, that's, yes. that's still probably a song where like if it's on, I'm like, oh, and it kills me to hear it in Muzak at Kroger's. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're making me feel like I'm a thousand years old. Yeah. I was watching Valley Girl last week, which is a great, great, one of the best soundtracks of the whole decade. So many yeah. cool new wave songs, including that one. So good okay. stuff. Good stuff. Tammy. All right. So I have a quick story about the Goody Two Shoes. When my daughter was probably four or five years old, we were in the car and the song came on. 
And I've been educating her about all these this awesome music since she could understand. So I, of course I have to explain what a goody two shoes is. And you know, somebody who doesn't do things that are wrong and, and always tries to do the right thing. And she goes, oh, like Jesus is a goody two shoes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, honey. Jesus is goody two shoes. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was awesome. I loved it. Wow, that's awesome. So, that's great. All right. But my choice for my favorite new wave uh, song is Life in One Day by Howard Jones. Oh, good. oh yeah. Very good. Just every time I hear it, I, I have to listen to the whole thing. I it, When I was in high school, I worked at the local library awesome job and we would get albums in for people to check out and i always got first dibs i i was worked on the day that the albums came out and and dream in action came out and i checked that thing out over and over again of course i recorded it on a cassette and i listened all the time and oh so this is one of my favorite tracks love mm -hmm. it. Love it. loved him oh, yeah. um misty we'll start with you this time all right Favorite love song? Yeah. So our um, friendly um, Canadians produced Brian Adams' Straight From The Heart. Like that was that like, oh, yes, I know what he's singing about because I'm like 14 years old and I know these things. Yeah. So straight from the heart, Brian Adams. Love it. Love it. Debbie, what about you? In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. In your eyes, the light, the heat. I am complete. See the doorway. Can say anything you know who can beat holding a boom box above your head and i think part of what makes it my favorite is just the scene from that movie mm -hmm. I, I saw somebody had posted something on facebook today had john cusack holding a boom box over his head and she's like where are all these guys i'm like this is every guy i ever knew in the 80s was that guy <laughs> so Except for the jerks, then they were the then they were like the, uh, Steph in Pretty in Pink. So you had one of the yes. yeah. I, I have well, they can't do the boombox over the head anymore because they have shoulder problems. So right. you know, there you go. But, but you, know you can hold a phone with a Bluetooth just 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 fine. There you go. That's, that's, that's how they would have to make the movie today is with a phone above the head. It would be a little disappointing. Well, they, they would have to have like a, a a big speaker someplace. Bluetooth speaker in one hand and the phone in the other. John Cusack, like he is my longtime crush. I mean, he's no Mike Moore. Don't get me wrong about that. I just want to clarify that. But Which John Cusack, a lot better right now. Listen, he is like he's the bomb. dot com. He's he he's he is uh, mm, John Cusack right there. Well, while we're on the subject, we know that Debbie's is John Taylor, correct? Oh, from Duran Duran. Yeah. So, so Tammy, who is who is your who is your crush? Oh, Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Oh, 
He wears his yes. sunglasses at night. Yes. I saw that concert. I have a poster of him that's still folded up in the album. And I'm still wondering if it would be okay to put that in my retro room because, you know, I'm happily married and it's a little awkward to put a picture of a hot guy on my wall, but yet <laughs> I have it. He's probably not that hot anymore. I mean, oh, really. He is. And he's <laughs> happily married too, which is, makes him sexy, right? He kind of looks like he's not, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, because I know he's he's gone on and done some good producing work. So, yeah, he's... absolutely. Yeah, wow. another Canadian. Okay, um, let's see. Where do, who do we leave off with? Oh yeah, Tammy, love song. This is hard because when I got into pop music in the first place, my dad raised me on country, by the way. Ooh. So when I got into pop music, I eased into it. So I liked all the mushy, sappy, slow stuff first. So I like all of them. <laughs> so choosing one was hard. I, I just mentioned Corey Hart and Everything in My Heart by him is a really awesome oh, yeah. track. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's on the Boy in the Box album, wasn't it? It is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, but I also have to go with You Are by Lionel Richie. I, mean, I like that little synth at the beginning. It, it reminds me of Morning. I should share I mean, some. Like truly on the piano all the time, so yeah, I mean, I could I could list a thousand of them. My my daughter would always play "Right Here Waiting" by Richard Marks. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh, I, I, I said love before that Richard was Marks. that was our yes. first wedding dance. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh. that's right. That's right. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> And don't you don't mean nothing or what is that? What was that Richard no, Marks song? Don't mean it don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't mean nothing. Yeah. That, that first Richard Marks album is really good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of former Eagles working with him on that. Um. Okay. That brings us to favorite song from a movie soundtrack, and we'll start with Amy. This is a dead dead tie. There's no way you can make me choose between Purple Rain and St. Elmo's Fire. I like, oh, I went back and forth and just, I can't choose it. Like each time either one of those songs comes on, the volume goes up everything else screeches to a halt and i've got to take it all in and sing <laughs> with it they're, they're so good yes i would agree mm-hmm. so uh, here's something that I, I i i may have known existed but it was it was kind of escaping me i guess so i you know it i love the the instrumental love theme in saint almost fire yep it just it reminds me of the fall and the fall is my favorite yes. so that song brings me back so I, 
maybe I, I'm pretty sure I rediscovered a vocal version of that, um, which is very it's, it's pretty good. There is one, yes. Mm-hmm. It is. I have that. It's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, Misty. Mm-hmm. Favorite song from a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Well, we're also allowed to make two if you'd like. There's there's no hard fast rules. Last yeah, so uh, you know I was gonna say Purple Rain as well. Um, that was just oh, I just thought Prince was awesome. I mean he's no John Cusack and he's no Mike Moore, but Prince was just I mean he was just awesome. He was so credible, incredibly weirdly talented, and so um, not like what I grew up around and with, and so that was just like oh man i mean he was about as big as my pinky right i mean i probably could have cracked him in two but he just is (laughs) he just was yeah so incredibly gifted and talented there was just something about him singing that rain and or singing that song purple rain that um was amazing and the movie was just like whoa that's crazy i probably saw the movie four or five times in the theater Mm-hmm. <laughs> just when it was out just i was always getting these friends that hadn't seen it I'm like okay i'll see it again and a uh, great movie great movie debbie you know the whole album from pretty in pink was pretty amazing um but i love the song shell shock by new order from that album And it was funny because at the time I had no clue who New Order was. Like I said, it wasn't until high school that I realized that they had a whole bunch of songs. At that point, I thought they were just a filler on the album, but I loved that song. I like that synth at the beginning. And when you've got some good speakers or headphones, that, that, that's, that's a it good thing. It goes from one to the other. Yes, it's a good thing to test your headphones out with. So mm. here's a fun fact. So last week's podcast, when we did this topic, my song was also from Pretty in Pink. It was Do What You Do by NXS. That's a good one. No, I'm sorry. That was my second pick. My first one was A Girl Gets Around by Sammy Hagar from Footloose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So. Yeah. My uh, second pick would be If You Were Here from um, 16 Candles by Tom yes. Simpson. That's a great one. Yes. That is so good. Yeah. How, how did that song not become a huge hit? I know, right? Yeah. But, and there's several no songs like that that are, would show up in movies. Like, why wasn't this a hit back then? Like, we hear now in the mm-hmm. movies and think, you know, oh, this must have been a hit. Mm, nope. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, got two more topics left. Favorite song for a road trip, Misty. You too, where the streets have no name. I want to reach out and touch the flame. You just yeah, crank perfect. it up. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is a CD that's not well known. It's kind of a mixtape. It's called Bar Napkin. Um, <laughs> produced by Rob Fott. Created by Mike Moore. 
for our 30th wedding anniversary. And it is just all the cranking uh, 80s tunes that um, that he put together. So that's Bar Napkin. Yeah. Because when we met that night, that's I wrote my I wrote my uh, name out and um, on the uh, on the bar napkin. So, so, yeah. so, he, so we'll, we'll give him the story here. <laughs> First of all, this is proof that your husband listens to you. So we he he tell he, he comes to me and he says so Misty was saying no one had ever made a mixtape or CD for her. No. I'm like really wow, and um, he's like, I got to do it. He's like, but I need your help. <laughs> like okay, so he puts together this playlist and he gives it to me. It was a very good playlist, yeah. and th- and then he um. He, 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 I'm like, well, we need to have some cover art here. So he sends me these pictures over. And and when they first met, was at a bar. He was handing out religious tracts or something. That's and what his mother says. That's what, his, That's what his, his dear, his dear mother, his Betty Baptist mother said that he was there. Um, he's trying to save my soul. Yeah. And so, so he, um, he got Misty's number and she wrote it on a bar napkin. How long ago was this? 32 years ago. He still has the bar napkin with her yeah. phone and her name on it. Aww. And yeah. so, so he took this picture of it and sent it to me. And I was able to make it part of the back cover. It's her name and phone number. So Aww. for never doing a mixtape before, he killed it. He yeah. absolutely killed it. So. It was awesome. But you too. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with you too. That's right. Tammy. Favorite road trip song? Okay, I would have chosen Stone in Love, mm. but I already picked it. So I'm picking Summer Nights by Van Halen. I used to cruise to that, the volume up, the windows rolled down. It's the Mm. first album that I ever liked Van Halen. I was finally to the point where like hard rock was kind of cool. And I mean, seriously, summer nights and my radio, hanging out with friends. You can't. Oh, we need money, don't you know? Oh my gosh. That song is like sweet, syrupy sugar to me. I hear that and that is a tremendous that is on every summer playlist i've ever made and i'm wearing my sammy is greater than dave shirt right now i agree i would say sammy is equal to dave oh i i didn't make but live live sammy's better i will say that yeah yeah duh (laughs) um debbie how about your favorite road trip song Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham. Good one. Yeah, that that I think that sounds like a good start of the road trip song. Turn that one up and you have permission to go. Nice. Good tune. All right, last one. We're gonna start with Tammy on this one. Favorite guilty pleasure song of the 80s. This is a song that you like and you don't even care that all your friends would make fun of you. Now, mine last week was Living Inside Myself by Gino Vanelli. 
Not a song that a dude would like, but I do. I don't know why. I just do. Kevin picked Kevin picked Guilty by Barbara Streisand. So oh, wow. Yeah. Talking about suck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry, Tammy, take it away. Guilty pleasure song. So I, I probably half my C D collection is a guilty pleasure. I love Yacht Rock. And I love all the mushy stuff and all that. So, yeah, my list is long. Um, probably two that are guiltier than others would be The Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. And my grandmother, like my grandfather passed away when I was in high school. And a few years Ooh. later, my grandmother heard this and she said, oh, this reminds me of your grandpa. He was so, um, he was so kind and caring and, and had, I can't even think of the right word. Chivalrous. He had chivalrous, chivalrous. Yes. Thank yeah. you. So anyway, so that has special meaning. And then probably my top one is Desert Moon by Dennis Diaz. I don't even care Ooh. about that song. I love that song. Isn't it yeah. good? It's amazing. So I don't, good. I don't care who makes fun of me either. That's yep. it. <laughs> you just don't hear it very much. You Well, you hear it if you're in my house. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All these playlists. I mean, I have got probably three 80s love song playlists that I kind of, you know, because when I'm working during the day, I don't, I don't, as much as I love Van Halen and, and the harder stuff, during the day, it's it's going to be yacht rock. It's going to be '80s love songs, '70s love songs. It's just I'm I don't even care. I just I need something that that helps me not get too wired. <laughs> Most of the time, sometimes I don't care. But all right, Debbie, I'm sorry. I'm just going off. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure song of the '80s. You know, I was laughing as, as as Tammy was talking because she said earlier that this is her list as of today, but it might change by tomorrow. And so I made my list two days ago, and I had Together Forever by Rick Astley as the guilty pleasure. But then I'm, as, as I'm sitting here today, I'm like, no, it would be, Bal- it would be Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <gasps> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know how it just changes. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> I just always have that one and Five Hundred Miles by the Proclaimers. Just they go through me like bad meat through an old lady. Oh, like, you I would hate to be in my house. I have the twelve-inch single of Tarzan Boy, so I could play it for like ten minutes solid. So <laughs> that's awful. That's, that's um, Rob's kryptonite. That's good it, to know. It, it but the all-time worst song is Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Oh, that is or yeah. or anything by Barbara Streisand or Cher. Right. Oh, yeah. If I could turn back time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. By the way, I meant to say something with you said initially. I am with both of you. I even made my disclaimer last week of, okay, this is my list as of now. Five minutes from now, the list could change. In fact, during the podcast, it changed like three times. So I made the original list like the night before, mm-hmm. and I kept going back and changing it. So. <laughs> so what I gave you last week could be completely different this week. So. Misty, bring us on home. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Uh, 
I loved Madonna. I loved Like a Virgin. I loved all of those songs. And like, I didn't want to, you know, we, you didn't want to like say that you liked Madonna, right? But I loved him. I loved all the videos. And um, yeah, it was Madonna. I, yeah, I, I did. She was just so cool. Just Madonna in general, no certain song that. Well, yeah, like a virgin. Yeah. Oh, like, okay, like a virgin. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I just, yeah, I, uh, I can just remember watching her on MTV and I was just like, whoa, and we all acted like we didn't really like her, but I love that music. I loved her music. <laughs> what was your mom's reaction? Because my mom remembers when the Time Magazine article about Madonna came out and how I confiscated my dad's magazine for the first time ever to read Time because I wanted to read about Madonna because I was the same way. And she said she, at the time, she was very worried about me because I liked Madonna. Oh, <laughs> I don't even remember that it was on my mom's radar, to be honest with you. I don't even think we didn't have MTV. I don't think she paid attention. Um, but uh, yeah, I I loved it all. I love that, you know, Papa don't preach. I mean, I just and then once she got once we got past all that and she got really weird and, uh, you know, but that very, you know, um, yeah. Holiday, all of those. Loved it. I loved the idea of her coming from Michigan, the University of Michigan, right? And being dropped off in Times Square. And then, um, you know, the fact that, you know, she's like, you know, just made it happen. That just crazy, crazy. So I was like, oh, I'm so doing that. Like, the, I, yeah, I can take dance classes and I'm going to New York City. So I ended up in Grove City. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same, but, you know. <laughs> I, I will confess that Crazy For You and Borderline oh, yeah. are two Madonna songs that I actually like a lot. Those yeah. are two I like as well. Good choices. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to turn the whole show over to Tammy. She's going to make her magic happen. So, guys, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are in our final segment here, and one that I personally am looking forward to. So before I turn it over, Tammy wrote a book. Uh, when did you write the first one, the first Ultimate Mixtape book? 2020. 
in over 2020. COVID, COVID summer. So I kept seeing this reminder on Facebook that, hey, according to your interest, here's a book you might like. And so I went and checked it. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And then I didn't do anything about it. And then later on, I came back up again. I'm like, well, you know, I should probably, I should probably buy that. So I did. And it's funny because it, it's not a small book. There's tons and tons and tons of stuff in it. And within two days, I had finished the entire book. Like, it's a quiz book. So I'm I answering these questions like it's my job. And I tell you what, I freaking loved it. And I loved it so much, I reached out to her and just like, hey, you know, I just love this book and this is awesome. Come to find out, me and Debbie determined a long time ago that we are we are like separated, some kind of family lineage. Had to happen somewhere because of our affinity for 80s. Tammy, I throw you in that. Misty, I already know you are. So <laughs> she is getting ready to release Ultimate Mixtape Side B. So talk to us about it and then prepare the quizzing. You bet. So Ultimate Mixtape was a book. I, I work in publishing. So it was easy for me to to jump on the publishing bandwagon, but it's a book I never intended to write. And it just kind of started spilling out of me the, the summer everybody was doing nothing because of COVID. And I finally found a way to kind of channel all my useless 80s music knowledge. So the first book has over a thousand questions about 70s and 80s music. This is not your normal quiz book. It doesn't say what year did this come out and what album is this on. There's a lot of wordplay in it. There are tons of chapters with just unique themes to them. Every chapter has a different theme. I got done with it and said, this is pretty good. I like it. And then, you know, Rob fanboyed me. So that was kind of cool. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. And I was looking at it going, God, I missed a ton of artists. I missed a ton of songs. Like there's so much more. And I had vowed not to do another book and Side B just came spilling out. And it took a little longer to do, but Side B has over 1,200 questions and I've included the early 90s in it. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many, I know I was in college in the very early 90s. I graduated in 91 and I didn't check out of the popular music scene until maybe 93. And uh, as soon as hit, I was out. But I wanted to honor the early 90s as well. So side B, I'm really excited about. September 5th is Freddie Mercury's birthday. And why not mm. celebrate by releasing another book? It's, it's available on Amazon, um, through my website, totallycool80s.com. We're going to have fun with it. I hope you guys do. Yes. So uh, as a side note here, because I'm the guy, my friends will call me like, hey, who sings this song? I mean, not as much now because people Shazam stuff, but they still will ask me, or, hey, do you know where I could find this music at? And stuff like that. So I kind of, I don't want to say pride myself, but, you know, it is what it is. I've spent too much time paying attention to popular music in my life. And I had to, I had to compliment Tammy. It's like, it is not your normal quiz book because there's a couple of them that stump me. And I'm like, crap, which to me was just super cool because it's easy to go by and answer all the questions. Like, oh, look how smart I am. But when you get stumped and, you know, you pride yourself in kind of knowing a lot of this stuff, it's a little extra, extra degree of cool to me. So I agree. Right. So, Tammy, take it away. All right. So I'm going to quiz you from the new book. 
And I'm going to let you know that it's really difficult to come up with quizzes just by taking a few things out of different chapters and not, I don't know what you guys know and what you don't. So some of this might be super easy to you, might be super hard to you, like, I don't know. So we're just gonna play and have fun. Okay. Um, all of the chapters are named for song titles. So the first question I'm gonna ask you guys is from a chapter called Animal. All you have to do is name the song title that contains an animal reference. And your clue is Duran Duran's Reptile. Union of the Snake. Union of the Snake. Exactly. Oh. See, you got it. So and good. There's a whole chapter like this. I'm going to skip to different chapters to give you a kind of a nice, um, nice amalgam of the book here. So we're going to still the same. There's a missing word, and this missing word is the last word in the first song title, as well as the first word in the second song title. So your clue is hands to blank, help me. Evan. Evan. Yes. Can you name who sang each song? Uh, breathe. Breathe, yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, do you know somebody or other? Dion Estes? Yes, that's who it is. And now you know the song and it's in your head. Cool yeah, song. Thank you for that. Underrated. This next question is from a chapter called Somewhere Down the Road. So if you know the lyrics, you should be able to answer. They're all place questions. I need you to give me the place that's mentioned in this song. And then for extra credit, you can tell me the song and the artist. Okay. So the clue is many miles away, there's a shadow on the door of a cottage that's where? Scottish Lake. Yes. That's the police synchronicity too. You got it. Wow. That's impressive. That is impressive. Very I'm good. A police fan, so I'm Love it. Unfair advantage, maybe. On that one. Unless I hear it with the rhythm, though, I'm not putting the words to the song, but then when I hear the song in my head, I can hear it clearly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's like, yeah. these books give you earworms. And, yes. and they're good earworms. You'll be, and sometimes when I do, like I used to do quizzes similar to this, like it was my job, Rob. <laughs> and I mean, and if I didn't know it, like I refused to look them up. I would go for a whole year and have those couple that I couldn't get. And all of a sudden I would hear it on the radio and go, oh my gosh, that's on the quiz. I have to go find it. <laughs> so that's, I'm hoping that people will actually do that and really just have fun with it. And they'll hear something and go, I know that. Next category is another part of me. So your job here is to remember the lyrics well enough to know which song mentions some particular random item or event. Bonus if you can name the artist. So what song mentions the laundry on the hill? I know it, but I'm going to hold back. <laughs> mm. I don't have that one. All I can think of is that song. Um, I don't even know who sings it. Ain't no one going to break in my stride. Nobody's going to hold. That's not it. No, nope, not it. Good song. Yeah. Though. It's yeah. Tempted by Squeeze. It is. Another good song. It's a great All song. Right. If, if you get uh, Squeeze's Greatest Hits, it's called 45 Below or something like that. Every every song's great. 
Sweet. Singles 45 and under, I think is what it's called. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, next category is Dress You Up. The song title includes some sort of reference to clothing, accessories, shopping, something like that. So the clue is Stevie Nicks and Don Henley are exchanging one material for another. Leather and lace. You bet. Good Very good. I'm impressed. So the longest chapter in both books is called The Old Songs. I give you a reimagined song title by a certain artist, and then you have to name the real title. And in the book, I have five songs by each artist, and they're they're pretty fun. I, I don't know. I hear that this chapter is a lot of people's favorites. It's one of mine. It is fun. So we'll start with In Excess. The reimagined title is Awareness or Feeling That's Not Old. New sensation. Yes, ma'am. Nice job. Okay, let's move to the Pet Shop Boys. This is something you need to confess. It's a sin. Yeah. Cool. These are fun. I I could do these for hours. (laughs) But we're going to change up and go to Like the Weather. Pretty simple. Tell me what song Fleetwood Mac in what Fleetwood Mac song does thunder only happen when it's raining? Oh, I know it. Like, I, I can hear it in my head. She's making that face. <laughs> I'm hearing the whole song in my head, but I don't have the title. <laughs> Players only love you when they're playing. Um, <laughs> seasons, they will come and they will go. <laughs> come on, and you can do it. Rob, help them out. Dreams. Yes. I, I didn't want to just blurt them all out. Mike just got on. There are a lot harder ones than these on here that really crush me. So far, uh, New Sensation took me a minute. Debbie got that one, but that was uh, that was that was good. Yeah. Do we have time for more? Yep. Okay. So. We have all the time that you need. So, you know, we have no, no stop time, but I know that you okay. have. I got like four, I've got about four more. And we, one of the new chapters is called Hold the Line. And I'm going to give you the first line of a song. You have to name the song and the artist who made it popular. So the first question is, don't worry, I won't hurt you. Prince? Yes. What's the song? 1999. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't know that. Crazy. Because that little, that little, don't worry, I won't hurt you, was going to my mind. I'm like, uh, uh, duh. <laughs> Might take me another two minutes to figure that one out. Ugh. Our band is just learning how to play this one. I'm so stoked. Actually, it's a <laughs> keyboard song. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. All right, the next one is tongue-tied or short of breath. Hmm. It's different when you hear it out of, away from the melody and all the yeah. music. Uh, I don't know. Um, I probably will after you say it. And everyone at home that knows this is screaming in their heads because they can't figure out how we don't know this one. Yes. Right. Isn't that fun? 
Yeah, and I'm like giggling here because I stumped Rob today. So, <laughs> yes! That's not really a hard feat, really. <laughs> oh, come on. You're so good at this. It is Too Shy by Kaja Gugu. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, man! I wish yeah. I could to, to to Rob in the past, like a minute ago, and tell him this. I should have known that one. Crap. Well, there's proof I didn't load, I, that I didn't tell you guys the answers ahead of time, right? Yes, that right, is right. That's proof. All right. This one should be pretty easy. Standing in the rain with his head hung low. Uh, oh, it sounds so familiar. I. Oh. You're going to kick yourselves. Mm. I'm stumped. Uh, I don't know. Jukebox hero, foreigner. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes! I just totally rocked out to that song in my car the other day. Yes. You have to rock out to that, right? Yeah, you always to turn that Always. Up. Oh, I can't believe yes. I didn't get that one either. Jeez. Yeah. All these people out there shaking their fists at, at listening to the podcast going, you should know this, stupid. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, too, and, and everybody will probably agree with this, but on any given day, you could get these in a heartbeat or you could be totally stumped by a lot of the questions. It just kind of depends on where your brain is focused and what you've been listening to and what's in the way of all the good stuff in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, all right. I've got one more and we'll see how this goes. I've never done this one away from being in print in the book. And it's a brand new chapter that I took a chance on called I Got a Name. I'm going to give you a clue about a TV character. In the clue is an artist or a band or a band that could potentially be singing about this TV character. You need to identify the character and ideally tell me what show or movie and who sang the song. Hopefully you'll get this here. The song is not from that TV show or movie. It's Tim you know, pulling out of context here. So this is, this is what I do give you is that this is from an, the, the characters from an 82 to 93 TV show. And the clue is John Cougar sings about this bar waitress hired by Sam, who's too well-educated for her job. Diane Chan. Yeah. Yes. From John Cheers. Cougar. <laughs> And the song is from the album American Fool. See, you got extra credit. Even. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So some of those are real, really tough. Uh, but you know, we have to have mix some of some of the questions are super easy too. So that was a good one. That was a really good one. It really makes you feel good, good, better about yourself when you miss one when you've got like eight right in a row. Like, yeah, oh crap, I missed that I do have a question for you. How much did Tom Petty pay to go skydiving? Nothing. He was. It free. was free. It's he free was free falling. falling. Oh. <laughs> Good job, Debbie. How does Journey serve your drink? How does Journey serve your drink? Any way you want it. <laughs> nice. There's a whole chapter of these terrible, terrible jokes in here, and you can that is true. Your That's so good. But yeah, guys, this, this book's great. Do yourselves a favor, grab it. It's good for when you go on a road trip, you're sitting there just bored one day, you want to do stuff. Huh? Yeah. Nice. Okay. 
Um, it, it's it's great for like if you're having a party. So have an '80s theme party. Bust these questions out. Give them like Rubik's cubes as prizes. Maybe yeah, class reunion. Yeah, the grit. The on the campfire. Yeah. Nice. So, perfect. Even Zoom parties, if you must. If you must. <laughs> I know this Zoom party enjoyed it. So. <laughs> we did. Absolutely. Right. So, yes. and if you're hearing this podcast before September 5th, 2022, mark your calendars. We're really trying to get a whole slew of people to buy the book on the day that it is officially released. And that will help us get to a really good ranking, maybe even a bestseller ranking on that date on Amazon. And so September 5th, 2022, this book drops. Let's go and just order a whole ton of them and wake up Amazon. Awesome. I, I'm going to have to put like another promotion out that day since I screwed up the first one. <laughs> so, so, yeah, guys, absolutely do that. Support Tammy. Uh, that'd be really, I mean, it's awesome. And she, as you can tell, she's an awesome person. Um, the mm -hmm. book's great support her support the book you'll love it i mean it's worth every penny and more so i wanted to thank the three of you for joining today i would love to get like this group together again and do more podcasts plural because it was a lot of fun and you know what it sure beats hanging around with a bunch of stinky boys all the time just saying <laughs> so you guys have been wonderful thank you thank you thank you and uh guys uh as promised here is a bonus you probably are not hearing on any podcast in America right now. I almost guaranteed. We're going to close out with Night Ranger with Wild and Innocent Youth. You guys take care. God bless. We'll see you next week. told him I'm not sure that I can um, continue to date you because you like big time wrestling.